Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simen Taflamad Aleph, in the middle of Halacha Beis, section 431. We are in the middle of the second Halacha. In Halacha Beis, we explained what it means to obliterate Chametz, Hashpasa. We explained that means that a person has to obliterate and destroy the Chametz from existence completely to the extent that no one could ever be able to benefit from it. We said then that if a person wants to nullify, to be mevatel, and to be mafkit, and, and to declare his chametz ownerless, that's not effective. As we said at the end of the shir yesterday though, Al-Tareb is now going to qualify when that is not effective. But Medvarmum, when is, when is it ineffective to nullify or declare ownerless one's chametz? The answer is that's after the Zman Isra Achilas and after the time when it's forbidden to eat chametz or benefit from it according to scriptural law, which is, as we learned yesterday, from midday on the 14th of Nisan and onward. So then a person can no longer be mevatel um, or mafkid their chametz, because then somebody who eats or benefits from chametz violates a prohibition. As it is written, You shall not eat chametz with it. It referring to the carbon pe- Pesach, the Paschal sacrifice. Now, here the Pesach is not warning us not to eat chametz at the time that the Paschal sacrifice is being eaten, which is the night of the 15th of Nisan, because that command was already given. What this verse is, is doing is forbidding eating chametz on the day of the Exodus, the 15th of Nisan. Okay. And where, where was already the command um, not to eat chametz when the Paschal sacrifice is being uh, eaten? Because um, it says, no chametz shall be eaten. Rather, the verse is warning us here not to eat chametz at the time when the Paschal sacrifice is being slaughtered, which is midday on the 14th of Nisan and onward. Our sages received the tradition that the prohibition of chametz on the 14th of Nisan after midday resembled its prohibition all seven days of Pesach. Now, according to the scriptural law, throughout these seven days, it's even prohibited to benefit from chametz, as implied by the verse, um, no chametz shall be eaten, the manner in which the word yeach shall be eaten is vocalized implies it's not permitted to derive any benefit from chametz that would enable one to eat. You can't have any benefit that would allow you to eat. In other words, even to eat something that is permitted. The intent is that it's not permitted to benefit from the chametz for any benefit ultimately leads to eating because you could buy food with the money that you get from the sale of his chametz. Similarly, from midday and on the 14th day of Nisan and onward, it's even forbidden to benefit from chametz. Now, since the owner is forbidden to benefit from the chametz, he has no rights over it, and it doesn't belong to him at all. Therefore, after midday on the 14th of Nisan, one cannot nullify the chametz and declare it ownerless. So that's why, as we again, this is all coming to qualify when it's not effective to nullify and declare ownerless one's chametz. That's after midday on the 14th, because then it's not his. Nevertheless, before the time that the prohibition against benefiting from chametz takes effect, the person is permitted to nullify the chametz and declare it ownerless. And Al-Tarebbe then says that once a person does so, he is permitted to keep chametz that he nullified and declared ownerless with him in his house during all the days of Pesach. The reason is that according to scriptural law, the person only violates the prohibition against having chametz seen or found in his domain when he sees or finds chametz that he possesses that he has not declared ownerless, as implied by the verse... Chametz of yours shall not be seen. In other words, your chametz may not be seen, but one may see chametz belonging to others, or chametz which is ownerless. And this isn't his. However, in Allah Chagim, the Rebbe says, the the sages decreed that merely nullifying chametz and declaring it ownerless is not effective at all for chametz, even 
if one does so before the time, it becomes forbidden to benefit from chametz. Instead, it's necessary for the person to search for chametz in hidden places and holes if it is common for him to place chametz there throughout the year, as will be explained in section 433, and to check for chametz and to remove it from his entire domain following the instructions regarding the chametz to be outlined in section 445. You should point out the following, that although we just said that the chametz is not considered to be yours after midday on the 14th, the chametz is considered to be owned by the person only in the sense that the person is held liable for owning it. He has no other rights of ownership. And the, the, the rabbis give us a, another a similar example that if, let's say, a person digs a pit in the Rosh Hashanah, in the public domain, the person does not own the pit because it's public property. Nevertheless, the person is considered the owner of the pit in that he is liable for any damages that it causes just as if it were actually his so he's considered to be owning it, owning it in the sense that now he has to get rid of it. But otherwise, the chametz is not considered his, and that is why after midday on the 14th, he, can, he cannot nullify the clear ownerless as chametz, but before that time, as we just learned, he is allowed to do so. And we also explained why a person has to still nonetheless get rid of the chametz, even though he already declared it ownerless. As we learned in Allah Gimel, this concludes today's share.